just want to take a few moments this evening. Normally I press up, we, we cover what we've done in the morning. Uh, but this evening I wanted to just cover something a little bit uh, different to help us think through uh, what we're going to be praying about. So Acts 16 is a, an interesting chapter, isn't it? And I want to argue this, this afternoon that what we see in chapter 16 is strategy. I wonder what you hear when you hear the word strategy, what you think of. I was brought up in a household that played Scrabble and cards. Uh, so strategy was, was there all the time, you know, go for the triple letter scores, hang on to your aces, unless you're playing chase the ace when you try and get rid of your aces. Perhaps if you've got a family with a military history, you sort of think of strategy as being war tactics. Uh, over the last few weeks on Sunday evening, I've been referring to the dictionary quite often. I liked uh, the Oxford English Dictionary definition of strategy. It's a plan of action to ach- designed to achieve a long-term or overall aim. Plan of action designed to achieve a long-term or overall aim. And that's what we're discussing this afternoon. Uh, Strategy gets some bad press, doesn't it, in churches? Some people see it as unbiblical. You know, just open the doors and God will send people through. But of course, actually, that in itself is a strategy, if you think about it. It's just not a very good one. So I want you to see that the Bible has strategy in it as we think about what strategy we want to have. So, firstly, verses 1 to 5 of chapter 16, Paul uses strategy with Timothy. We see here in this passage that Paul picks up Timothy for his missionary journey, and uh, he circumcises him. Now, in Galatians 5, verse 2, Paul says this, Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. What is Paul doing then if he's circumcising Timothy, but elsewhere he said, don't do it. In fact, he says, Galatians 5.3, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he's obligated to keep the whole law. So has he landed Timothy in it? Well, no, he hasn't. What he's doing is strategy. They're going to go visit Greeks, they're going to go visit Jews, and he needs to be circumcised to speak to the Jews, to be able to go into the synagogues. So Paul is, is able to say at one place this, this certain thing about circumcision, but he's still able to do it later on for strategy. Number two, Paul uses strategy in Macedonia. That's in verses 6 to 12. You see that Paul gets this miraculous vision and goes over to Macedonia. Now you might be saying that's not strategy. God gives him a miraculous vision. And that's absolutely true. God does give him a miraculous vision. It's interesting that it notes it, because nowhere else in Acts do we get a similar sort of situation. But what's important here is that geography comes in again. Uh, what we're talking about, we're talking about geography all, all the time today, aren't we? But God directs him to Macedonia, but Macedonia is an area. It would be like saying, go to Yorkshire. It's the region. Where in Macedonia do you go? Well, Paul heads straight to Philippi, doesn't he? The other two places that are mentioned are outside of Macedonia, sort of en route... But Paul heads to Philippi. He passes through Neapolis and through that other place that's virtually unpronounceable uh, (laughs) and heads on to Philippi. And what are we told about Philippi? It's a leading city in the area. Uh, That's what we're told uh, down there in verse... I can't see it now. 12, down in verse 12. Uh, We're told it's a leading city in the district of Macedonia. So Paul could have chosen to go to a tiny village. Paul could have chosen to sort of try and reach Macedonia from one of the other towns. But he doesn't. He goes to a leading city. 
And all the way through the book of Acts, you find this pattern repeated. Paul goes to the big city, and the gospel works its way out from there, as, uh, as the gospel spreads across the whole area from the city. So, that was Paul's strategy. I'm not saying that's the strategy we adopt, but actually it's strategy, isn't it? He's told to go to Macedonia, but he chooses where to go. And then thirdly, and finally, in 13 to 15, uh, Paul uses strategy in Philippi. Uh, do you notice there he uh, goes to the river uh, after he's come there? Does anyone know why he went to the river uh, in, in that little section? Real question, not rhetorical. No synagogue, exactly. So when there was no synagogue, uh, people would go to the river to pray. They knew that if there weren't ten Jewish males, that's where they'd gather. Paul's normal practice was to go to the synagogue. But here he goes to the river. But it just highlights again that that was Paul's strategy. He would always go to the Jews first, preach in their synagogues, or go by the river to reach the Jews, and then move on to the Gentiles. So even here in this little section, we see three different ways that Paul uses strategy. Uh, It's not something that is bad in itself. So please don't be scared of strategy. It's not unbiblical. It's not compromising with the world. It's right here in the Bible. And God sets out the big picture for us, doesn't he? He sets the boundaries of what we can do. But we're free to decide on strategy and tactics within the counsel of God. We're not going against what God has told us. But we're able to be uh, flexible in those uh, three areas.